our name change process is well uh, into the thick of things. And as we've made our way through, one thing we've asked our name change team is to stay away from personal preferences or words that give you feels and things like that. And what we want to do is attach them to God's word and his leading and his direction as much as possible. In doing that, the most important thing that I think we've done thus far outside of praying and just steeping it in fasting and prayer has been inviting our name change team and our church family to share uh, passages and sections of scripture which remind them of what God has placed us here for as the church. There's so many of them that could have come to mind, but the scriptures that were submitted by the church and our name change team were pretty potent. And what we've done is we've asked our name change team to um, take weeks of prayer, of reading God's word, of fasting, so that we could be saturated with God's word as we begin this journey of seeking that uh, new name that better reflects God's purpose and his plan and the people who are our church family. And so thought it would just be a neat idea to share this with our church family. Um, I know we've put out the scriptures, and quite honestly, I'm hoping that many of you are, are reading these passages of scripture along with us. Um, but for those who aren't able to, or maybe time doesn't allow, or maybe you've got a long commute, I just thought it would be neat to be able to share it in audible form so that at least you can listen to it and the words of God could fill your thoughts and minds as you're thinking about uh, God's direction and as you're praying for our name change team. So let's jump into it. Philippians chapter 2 verse 2 says this, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when we were pagans, you were led astray by mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. Now there are various gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, to another according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability of distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, that all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that wouldn't make it less a part of the body. 
If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged for the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker, they're indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts, they're treated with the greatest modesty. Which our more presentable parts don't require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administering in various kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of hearing, healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies of living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of one another. Having gifts that differ in accordance with the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, to the one who exhorts in his exhortation, to the one who contributes, do generously, and to the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in serving and showing honor. Uh, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, and contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it's written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you'll heap burning coals on his head.
Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of it all who is over all and through all and in all, but God's grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds, and the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, for whom the whole body joined together, held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. For they're darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to the hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that's not the way that you learned Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him and the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness of holiness. Therefore, having putting away all falsehood, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but don't sin. And do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but let him rather labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for the building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. 
Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day drawing near. Acts 2, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 2 Timothy 2, 10 through 13. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. 1 Peter 2:20. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all the mysteries of knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. For you are the salt of the earth. 
But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Romans chapter 11, verse 5. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Luke chapter 10, verse 2. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Colossians chapter 1, verse 2. To the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with overseers and the deacons. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 12, verse 12 through 17. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came and answered, recognizing Peter's voice in her joy, she did not open the gate, but she ran in and reported that Peter is standing at the gate. And they said to her, you're out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, it's an angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. But motioning to them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, tell these things to James and to the brothers. And then he departed and went to another place. James 1, 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Acts chapter 19, verse 23. About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way. John 21 verse 15 through 17. 
When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. But let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 2. The nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. 1 Corinthians 1, 2 and 3. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew chapter 18, verse 17. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. 1 Timothy 3.15 If I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and the buttress of truth. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23 And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. 
So with yourselves, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in the building up of the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 23. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 14. For you, brothers, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews. Proverbs 22, 1. A good name is more desirable than great riches. Favor is better than silver and gold. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Exodus chapter 3, verse 14 God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent you to me. Revelation chapter 1 through chapter 3 The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what it is written, for the time is near. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings on the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come the Almighty. I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna, to Pergamum and to Thyatira, to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. And then I turned to see that the voice that was speaking to me, and turning I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands was one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe, with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. 
But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, for I am the first and the last, and the living one. And I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who hold the seven stars in his right hand, who walk among the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, for you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned your love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant the, to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, the words of the first and the last, who died and came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. And the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested. And for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. And to the angel of the church of Pergamum write, The words of him who has a sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast my name, and you did not deny my faith. Even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so they may eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. So also... You have some who hold to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with my sword. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on that stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, The words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality, to eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, 
And those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of their works. And I will strike her children dead. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches the mind and the heart. I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira, who do not hold to this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast to what you have until I come. The one who conquers and the one who keeps my works until the ends, I will give him authority over the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken into pieces even as myself have received authority from my father and I will give him the morning star he who has ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches and to the angel of the church of Sardis write the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars I know your works you have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I come against you. Yet you have still a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I loved you. Because you've kept my word and about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming onto the whole world to those who dwell on the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. To the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven, and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works, and you are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich and I have prospered. I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich 
and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant to him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Well, that ends the list of the scriptures that were submitted. Of course, it doesn't end all of the scriptures, and there may be even some that came to your mind as you were listening. Um, Don't hesitate to go and allow that to be times of Bible study and prayer for you. But as you're driving around, as you listen to these scriptures, would you just lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, exalt him, and ask him to allow our church family to be of one mind, and to listen for that name that he is directing us to, that he might be glorified in our testimony here in Pearland and in all the surrounding area. It's a good journey that we're on, and the goal hasn't changed. To proclaim the kingdom of God is at hand, and the only way, Jesus Christ our Lord.